Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So, uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um kind of horror genre thriller or action movie or kids movie or you know different kinds of things and it was always more I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who you know had been in and out of institutions from the time he was you know a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the Church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed uh, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. 
So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family in some, centered in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash lastrampagefilm. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Harmontown is now in session. As the groovy, funky, Swedish strains of Ace of Bass gently wash over your cerebral cortexes, please welcome to the stage the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Uh, seamless, seamless uh, opening tonight. <laughs> For those of you listening in uh, podcast land, there's a 15-minute a ordeal trying to get that Ace of Bass song queued up. Had to, had to go to the mayor's uh, iPod. I think, I think we do that from now on. Well, actually, we're using your iPod for Ace right. of Bass, but I, I, th- I say from now on, if people in the crowd have a good song, we, we kick it off with that one. Until we get sued. Yeah. <laughs> Someone will come in with a Chevy Chase voicemail on their phone and say, I want to open it with this. You can get my phone back. Oh, shit. So, uh, uh, welcome. I would like to thank Jeff Davis for comptrolling uh, tonight, as he always does. And... I have some notes. I want to apologize to those of you. I assume that if you're coming here and you're laying ten dollars on the barrelhead, then that means that you're a, probably a Harmontown podcast subscriber, and, uh, and that means that you're probably very upset. The last couple weeks, there has been no new Harmontown podcast. We're uh, we're two weeks behind. I was uh, in North Carolina with Erin. Her little brother uh, was getting married in in, in uh, what uh, unfolded uh, into a very awkward uh, turn of events, uh, <laughs> uh, which I may I may. Discuss momentarily. Uh, I'm just looking at my phone here. I have my Evernote app uh, loaded up. Uh, things tagged Harmontown. Uh, some of them are mild complaints that I have. Some uh, little uh, uh, observations. Perhaps a, a, a pied de terre. No, I'm, that's a, that's not a that's that that that's an expression that means an apartment. <laughs> Sometimes you just throw a throw a three word uh, French phrase into things to just give a little joie de vivre to to a little je ne sais quoi. Um, here's a complaint. We had we had a, we had some good luck with me complaining about things. I didn't think that complaining was charismatic, but we had, we had a good time. We were complaining about things that I have no right to complain about. Right. Uh, some would call that a segment of our show. Uh, 
my mustache is too absorbent. <laughs> Uh, I have to trim it. Uh, I was out of town for like 12 days, and I, I had no trimmer with me. And uh, it's really, it, it, it really soaks up quite a bit of uh, vodka, milkshakes, whatever. I happen to go, be going into my mouth, uh, and, and it's like you don't you don't feel it because I don't have any nerve endings in my mustache. I wish uh, cat, cats do. Walruses. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't use my mustache to 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 detect the width of, of openings I want to get through. I, are you, is, the, is the bummer for you that you're being robbed of vodka and milkshakes? <laughs> like, that's where that went. That's why I'm still sober. It's all in my damn mustache. Uh, no, the, uh, uh, the bummer is uh, I'll, you, I have no feeling up there, so I'll just be, if I'm drinking vodka for a while, for instance, just as a crazy hypothetical, uh, I can't feel it, so I'm just, it just feels normal, but then, like, if I go to, like, like, I would say, kiss Aaron on the head or something. It's just, it, it's like a sponge. Like, a, all of a sudden, there's just, like, liquid everywhere all over her head. Uh, she doesn't complain about it. And then, I, I, I guess it's nice, because then she smells like vodka. Uh, she, she, I don't know. But I guess there's nothing wrong with it. Maybe I'll cross that off my complaint list. My, maybe, maybe, maybe that goes into uh, bragging uh, column. Mustache absorption. <laughs> but I trimmed it down. It's fine. Okay, moving on. Uh, <clears throat> any more any more complaints in here? Um, hmm. Mm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, well, I, I we, we discovered. Okay, uh, here's a couple things. Last time I did this segment where I complained about things I'm not allowed to complain about, I started talking about airports because I wanted to get to this one thing I never got to. They have these stupid machines. On the, oh, I talked about this yesterday at the. Uh, was anyone there yesterday at the thing? The, uh, the podcast, podcast festival. festival? Your, your, your girlfriend and our producer. Right. And there's one guy who raised his hand. Okay. Well, bummer for you. I'm just going to say everything again. What's up with this Tyler Perry guy? No, I, I, I'm making that up. Uh, what is up with this Tyler Perry guy? I've never seen him in anything. I don't know. Well, he's, he's now he's, he's, he's in a movie. I, I don't know anything about Tyler Perry. I saw, uh, I saw the first, I think, the, was Breakout, his clerk's. What was it called? Medea, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, I think it was. Don't know. Uh, since then, there's been several. Medea has become the black earnest. Uh, she, she goes to camp. She goes to prison. She goes to hell. She, she goes to outer space. She, she saves Christmas. Is she really? I, 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 one of those is true. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I don't know which one, but I know one of them is true. She has either saved Christmas or gone to, gone to prison. Uh, no, I know. She, I think both. Didn't Mattia save Christmas? She did. No? She's gone she, to prison. She's gone to prison for sure. Uh, but did she save Christmas? Enti? <laughs> you can't just ask, ask the one black audience. <laughs> I did it as a joke. I knew he didn't know. <laughs> I bet he does. I bet he does. Auntie <laughs> don't know nothing about no Tyler Perry. Auntie <laughs> don't truck with no Tyler. That would be a drag. I was, I, I, was say, I was saying to Aaron in the car on the way over because we drove past one of his billboards. I, it must have been rough if you were Tyler Perry's roommate. You know, there's a lot of post-it notes in that fridge. Get it? No. He probably labels everything, you know, with his name. Is the uh, <laughs> a guy? A guy gave a thumbs down and now fl is flipping me off. And he's wearing like a, a it's like a poncho polo shirt with a hood. Now he put the hood up. 
Because he's gangster. I don't know what well, he, to make of you, sir. Well, he, he gave you thumbs up and then flipped you. No, off? he gave me thumbs down. Thumbs down. And then I and then I made eye contact with him, and then he, he just started flipping me the finger. This, is, this crowd is crazy. Harmontown's Harmontown's crazy. Okay, so I don't know where to begin. Tyler Perry, that boy, that landed on its ass. Wait, so I didn't, well, that was... Hang on, so we go back to that. You were saying that uh, Tyler Perry would say, this is Tyler Perry's mustard, or Tyler yeah, Perry's... Yeah, it's funny. I thought, I thought, I, it was too, you know, it was too much of a, too much of a dot connector. You know who probably loved that? Adam Goldberg probably yeah. loved that. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, it, was, it was an Asperger joke. <laughs> or, or as you call it, Asperger's. Do you, do you, Adam, Adam Goldberg uh, uh, just hangs out now, uh, which is fine, uh, I guess. Um, he, he, uh, he, he's a weirdo. Uh, he's a lovable weirdo. Uh, I'm a misfit. I, I, Harmontown is about founding a colony of, of misfits. Certainly Adam Goldberg should have some kind of statue of him somewhere on the moon if we get there. Um, but he was hanging out. And he, just, he just popped by the drawing room, our watering hole, and we were hanging out with Eric Idle from uh, Monty Python. Fame. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I had to list his credits. Eric Idle from Monty Python. From, uh, from, from European Vacation. <laughs> uh, Jeff is uh, friends with this, 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 this comedy icon, legend, uh, and uh, we were hanging out with him at our local watering hole, and Adam Goldberg was there. So we ended up at my house uh, hanging out, and uh, Adam Goldberg uh, 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 was leaving the house at the same time as Eric Idle, and we were like, oh, "Everybody, good night, good night, everybody, good night." And Adam turned to Eric Idle and said, "Hey, it was really nice to meet you. Do you have a card?" <laughs> Wait, he, he just comes. He just comes Adam up. Just stormed the stage. He just stormed the stage. <laughs> I, I, I think there's something to be mined from the encounter with what I thought was just a cool old British dude. I, I, I can't believe, I, I, did, I didn't come here in June to be like, I'm going to involve myself in Dan Harmon's life, but now that I'm... Says the guy that just stormed the stage and grabbed a microphone. <laughs> I've been impugned, Jeff. <laughs> no, I, I'm on your... What? It's a quirky story about it's you. A, it's a Do you quir- deny any part of that story? Uh, let's let's flash back. I, I have spent... Because I, I, can, I can kind of show the tapestry of what you've accused of aspergingness. I, I would much prefer if we said the word personality. I'd like to think that all the social awkwardness is earned rather than diagnosed, which is the only reason I've said, I don't on all the various shows where I have defended not having Asperger's. So, well, what, what do you have? I'd like to say a great personality and attention uh, deficit hyperactivity disorder. All right. Which, okay. which is treated through medication. Um, what, 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 are you, what are you, what, Ritalin? Okay, yeah, yeah. Can I have well, some? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll talk later. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to... This is going to be the first live drug deal via podcast. Yeah. You know, like. uh, season two of Community, uh, heard of it? Yeah. Adderall, baby. Yeah. Woo! Chewing it like candy. <laughs> it's, it's the candy that lets you focus. I can say so. it now. Let, my, let, let, let that go down for my biopic. That was the, that was the Johnny Cash year. <laughs> holy, I don't, th- I don't just... think you're a fool on anybody. Holy, holy smokes. Dan, have a seat. We have a seat. Yeah, let, 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 let this guy take over. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Goldberg. Goldberg Town. It's time for us, the regular segment of Harmontown called Gold, Gold, Goldbergia. Goldbergberg. <laughs> 
no one online got any of that. They should have put their money on the barrel, put it in the incinerator. So, it's Wednesday night, a few weeks ago. I went... <laughs> I'm killing it. I'm killing it in the exposition. I'm killing it. I go down to House of Pies for a meetup.com-inspired game of Cards Against Humanity. And pies. I met the creators of that game in... Uh, yeah, they're going to uh, love that cheap plug. Yeah. It's like, it's, Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. Fair enough. No, it's a conversation. I'm not, I'm not an oddity. I'm a weirdo. Right. So you, you, can touch, you can touch the display animal or whatever this is. Nobody but, feels sorry for you. Thank God, because that, that would take a long time. Um, so I go over to the drawing room. I'm like, House of Pies does not serve liquor, as well they shouldn't. Go over there, and I see Jeff chatting with our uh, dear friend Kate, and the cool... Yes, please. If you're... <laughs> if you're if it's, if it's... Uh, just uh, for the sake of... Uh, Je- Jeff went to get a drink for himself. Oh, I... And Adam, who doesn't have Asperger's uh, at all... Uh, <laughs> Somehow interpreted Jeff getting a drink as a as an offer. Sure thing, Mr. Goldberg. <laughs> offer to get him a drink. Oh, you've Tyler Perryized it now. Oh my God. Uh, retired, sir. <laughs> thank, thank you, Hoke. All right, so um, you're at House so of Pies, and I was like, I need to drink some liquor to to balance out the the good decisions I've been making all, all night playing four hours of uh, an offensive card game. Go over there. I meet Jeff. Meet some of our good friends over there, and uh, it's his birthday. It, it technically, it was your birthday celebration. Pre-birthday, yeah. And you, uh, there was the coolest British guy I've ever half talked to because <laughs> couldn't really hear much of anything at the bar. I think he introduced himself and said, "My name is." I was like, "That's great." I'll wait until someone uses it in conversation later, which never happened. So after impressing, this is the thing. This is the angle you're playing, where you you, you te- I didn't know shit. And I was you, trying you to, didn't know it was Eric Idle the whole night. I I I'm, which is look that looks bad on me. I'll admit that was a mistake. I think it's. I don't think it's true. I no. I just thought you were there. Did it seem like I knew what was? I it never seems people. like you know what's going, like well, oh, what was going oh, yeah, on. Oh, yeah, you seem so irrationally yeah, impolite. Like, I couldn't pick up on social cues. And you yeah, were you're right. So, oh, 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 you must not have known who I it was. Or, like, you were just being yourself in a, in meeting Eric Idle. Yeah, that At one point, is... you pulled out your phone and started reading at the top of your lungs an anti-war poem off of your phone. <laughs> one, it was a loud slam poetry voice. Two... I am normally loud anyway, so that's hard to distinguish. I remember and Eric Idle really like, liked that poem. I know. He, I you remember looking over poem. at Eric Idle. Uh, he, he had his head bowed and he was just nodding, listening to it, <laughs> like he was in a beat, <laughs> like a poetry I'd slam. I like to some... think that one of the uh, Rudels also liked that poem. So <laughs> I, I would like to think that my ten-year-old self could could randomly Wait, uh, so you, look so you... through a portal and see me sitting in a living room with a guy on a velvet couch looking at a <laughs> at a hologram phone, going, "But my, my war is." It's not your war, brother. Uh, it's, it's screaming at the top of his lungs with Eric Idle nodding his head in the corner. And wait, wait, just, like, that's all, that's the only glimpse you get of your 39-year-old life, Dan Harmon. You know who the Ruddles are, but you don't know Eric Idle. I would recognize him much more. I mean, it was a it was a mistake on my part, but to think all 
older Englishmen look like Eric Idle is equally biased. I, I, I think that you, that, 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 that when I started laughing at you because you asked him for his card, I said, he doesn't have a card. He's Eric Idle. That's leave, when I leave him alone. Eric Idle. If, if you had not and said then, that, And then you went, oh, oh, I, 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 not, not by virtue of a, of a, of a natural ability to, 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 to uh, pick up on it through empathy, but now because it's been pronounced, I've, I've misstepped. And then you texted Aaron and said, sorry about that. I didn't know he was Eric Idle all night. I'm going to go ahead and call. I, I, my theory is that that's a little damage control uh, Goldbergian horse shittery. Be, and, and, and everyone's going, oh, Adam Goldberg's anything if not honest. Uh, like, like he's, he's an honest person. I, you, you got Aaron's phone number so you could send her that, 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 that text. Uh, 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 the way you In got, the way you got her got phone number was by was. saying, hey, Aaron, I, I was there when you did this. You said, hey, Aaron, I lost my phone. My phone I did broke. Phone. I didn't go. What was your number again? And she gave it to you. And then we walked away. And she's like, he never had my number. <laughs> you're both true. Both true. You're a diabolical. I and I lost my phone. <laughs> you're diabolical. Hey, I, 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 think, I think it's just been a long con. This whole this whole personality thing that you've been faking <laughs> just to slowly take over Harmontown. <laughs> he's not an unintelligent man, obviously. We know that. Well, who's not. to say he's not evil? <laughs> like he could be he could be we don't know. We don't know. I have Jury's no out on Adam Goldberg. I, I have no rejoinder to defend myself from the accusation of being scheming and evil. But I'd like to defend and say that you're your accusation of me being competent is far afield. <laughs> uh, what, you you, you certainly were competent in making me make you a drink. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I thought. I thought you were. I can't. You're much taller than me. I don't know if you can tell in podcast land. Jeff has about three or four vertical feet on me. <laughs> and and horizontal. If you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you have a three foot dick. <laughs> three foot four inches. <laughs> You just look like a T square. <laughs> uh, the the uh, Adam, as long as you're up here, the last time you were up on stage, uh, where you, I was in a blackout drunk, I heard the recording of it, and I have some questions, including what's wrong with your spine? You kept mentioning yeah, uh, that's just muscular. That's a, a mixture of long-term muscular dystrophy, which I'm going to fall victim to in 30 years, and a little bit of scoliosis. What do you? What, uh, the, uh, for, I didn't you know, know you could make. You're not allowed to pity me. Don't. That's the rule. That's why no, the wrong rule. We fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what, so how does muscular dystrophy work? A muscular dystrophy is a process where eventually you lose nerve tissue, you lose muscle tissue in a way that it doesn't regenerate. So yeah. eventually you lose a lot of uh, lower body function. In severe cases, you just can't use your muscles. It's like... So you know that you have it, but... I it, know that it's hereditary, and my dad has it pretty bad, so oh, it's not so, like... Oh, so, so you don't... You, it's in the car. Is it a thing that you... you, you, you it comes on, like diabetes, like you don't have it now, but you, yeah. you're, you're just saying you're highly at risk for I, it. I'm at risk for it. And, and that in, like, the just, you know, being in front of a monitor for the past... 14 years. And, and then there's just, just scoliosis thrown into boot, like yeah, a little just, garnish. Yeah, uh, I, got, I got those, uh, the real, uh, you know, the two seven off suit. Just, just to of, make sure uh, your, your spine doesn't make it through the gauntlet. Uh, oh, yeah. It looks like a question mark. And the uh, question <laughs> is, how did Adam miss that social cue? <laughs> 
Yeah, there could be a little show about you called uh, "What's Up with Adam," and and you could be the question mark at the end of the title sequence. That's a segment. Is you're, that you're, you're, you're leaning up against the M yeah. and Adam and kind of like oh, I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. Adam's spine is so crooked it makes Jeff look straight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, <laughs> wow. That's that's for getting 50 retweets for a picture of me doing this and saying it's the face of Asperger's. <laughs> <laughs> Leading my brother to call me furiously, is that guy Jeff bullying you? I didn't say, I can take him. I didn't I did not say it was the face of Asperger's. I said it was a Harmontown Asperger's fight or something like that. No, I read I, it's not like I haven't reread it. So. See oh, things. Asperger's with anger and evil. I'm evil. That was the twist. Uh, oh, was I, I'm sorry yeah. if so, I bullied you. So I, love I was you, just I was like, oh, this guy who's cool. Otto, he's Eric Idle, and I just I tried to play it off, cool. But as we walked down to the cab, where he was taking a cab, uh, good sentence construction there. I, I said, "Oh, I meant, did you have a birthday card for Jeff, whose birthday is coming up?" And he's Why like, "Why do you say birthday like Will Smith?" <laughs> you, you 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 spell it with an F instead of a th, like welcome to Earth. Yeah, welcome to birth. <laughs> welcome to birth. <laughs> You don't, you don't have a speech impediment. You just I, say I birthday to, wrong. I used to. I worked that one out. I used to not be able to tell the difference between specific and pacific. It was, uh, it was terrible. <laughs> what did you say? Let me think of a word with TH in it. And oh, and I will mispronounce it. I can't, I can't even think. I, so, uh, just to, don't, don't get me started on like theory and the whack. Now, now that I'm highly aware of it. I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 it's fun. This is, we're having a good time. <laughs> I feel like, uh, has anybody ever seen the movie The Music Man? Yeah. Where the kids with I feel like this is, this is a weird deleted 76. scene. From <laughs> Where you just hang out with the kids. <laughs> no, what's your deal? Are you, you going to sing Gary Thank Indiana? Thank you, Professor Hill. We're learning so much about you. Thanks for making the band. All right. Well, yeah, uh, that's, that, that's just the clarification of the story. I'm going to go sit over yonder. All right. Adam, Adam Goldberg, everybody. An unremarkable name for a, a very remarkable young lad, with a with a with a with a beset upon spine, according to him. Hey guys, it's Spencer. I'm here to issue a formal apology and talk to you about MeUndies. You see, recently we were in Oklahoma for a show, and at the end of the show, Dan took all his clothes off, ran around like a fool trying to get attention. It was a lot of fun. Everyone loved it. They loved it so much, I was jealous. I wanted to get some attention for myself. I took off all my clothes, ran around too, but I crashed into a table, spilled my drinks all over myself. And uh, I just want to tell you that you don't have to have all your underwear disintegrate off of you like I did. You can use MeUndies and elevate your underwear game to the next level. What is me undies? Oh, just some seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door that won't disintegrate when you crash into a table of drinks. MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced micro-modal, a fabric three times softer than cotton and three times less disintegratable. MeUndies softer-than-soft Lux undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns, so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style, even if your style is crashing into beverages or just swimming in your own pants. 
And guess what? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription, and you save a lot of money by not getting arrested for public indecency. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeUndies.com slash Harmontown, and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, flood-proof your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. That's MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. Uh, we should, should, we bring, should, up our guests we should bring up our guests pretty soon. I said we uh, let's, let's start off by welcoming back our dungeon master Spencer. Everybody, everybody. Oh yeah, let's bring him up. For those of you uh, just tuning in, we are well into a campaign of Dungeons and Dragons, and we have a, uh, the dungeon master to the stars, Spencer. What's your last name, Spencer? Crittenden. Crittenden. Sp- Sp- Spencer. Not, just go with Spencer. It's fine. Spencer. That seems like. That seems I like, didn't choose it. That sounds like like you, you, like like young Chevy Chase's bit, like of making up a name. Crittenden. <laughs> like it's just trailing off. Well, we have a special. We have a special treat tonight. We have a, a guest in, our, in the house tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have him come up and uh, uh, play 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 D and D with us. Um, airport security. <laughs> Just a just a just a quick thing because I I've been traveling a lot lately. We were going through the please airport. welcome airport security everybody. <laughs> North Carolina. Uh, here's the thing. Okay, the security. You go through. You take off your shoes. You take off your belt. You put your wallet in the thing. You got everything in your pocket. You put it all in your bag. Your laptop. Put in a separate thing. Put the shoes. Put the thing. You go through the thing. And then the only thing that I don't understand about it is at the very end when you're when you're the things come out in the conveyor belt. You're you're through the whole thing. And then you're grabbing your belt and your shoes and your. There's always some dick that's like. Like, like, come on, people, you gotta, you gotta keep it moving. Like, 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 always. I, I get so fucking mad, because you know, you can't, you can't, like, tell them what a dick they're being, because it's pro- you know, they'll just arrest you, you're a terrorist, if you go, you're a dick. Like, what, what, what do you say, like, why are they surprised they're the, uh, was expedience your goal now? You just fucking, what are you talking about? I'm half naked, I got all my shit in the fucking thing. You're at, whoa, ooh, what's going on? Why is everything so slow around here? Because of you! What are you... Are you crazy? Make me take my shoes off. I want to murder you. I'm not even allowed to say it. Go to go, go to court. They'll come arrest you. A guy tweeted that he was going to blow up an airport, and they went to his house and a, like because he was at the airport when he tweeted it. But then they like had to figure out who he was, and they went to his house and like. There's a, ho- a hockey referee just got busted for making the like a, uh, I got a bomb, and they put him. He's he's in jail. Like, fuck they, you, yeah. fuck you, man, fuck you. The re- the reason why. It's illegal to joke that you have a bomb. I guess is so that you can't kind of like Heath Ledger Joker it, like walk into an airport and go like, "I have a bomb, I have a bomb." They just don't want to, you know. You, you can't. They go, okay, fine. So you can't you can't fuck around with that kind of conversation in an airport because it's a, it'll throw a monkey wrench into the TSA's uh, works. Not a government agency, private company. Uh, 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 nothing in the Constitution about any of this going on. Uh, 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 by the way, I, do we really think that Al Qaeda is uh, is going like, all right, good job on nine eleven. Let's do another one, another nine eleven. They'll never see that coming. How do we do? Let's do nine twelve. They're not retarded. I'm oh, sorry, retarded people. My sister's retarded. <laughs> The Al Qaeda is retarded, and by that I mean that they are capable of anything. 
Nice save. But, nice I, save. but, I, but I, I also don't want to go to Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay for saying that. Yeah. Uh, it gets really confusing. Political correctness merged with the new uh, Patriot Act. Uh, yeah. so it's, uh, you're, you're, you're in Guantanamo Bay. Why, why are you here? I said Al-Qaeda was retarded. <laughs> but but that's, uh, no, you don't understand. Retarded people are special. <laughs> They're courageous. They can do anything. <laughs> you're not allowed to say that about a terrorist. <laughs> They're cowards. They're jealous of our way of life. Uh, they accidentally knocked down the two biggest buildings in the world uh, with a box cutter. They're, uh, they're, they're completely ineffective. They should be totally ignored. Uh, <clears throat> Please welcome to the stage Steve Agee. I tried to earlier, man. I tried to. I don't like... I am a control freak. I like I like to bring the guests up. All right, no, that's okay. So Steve, you hate flying, you kind, right? You kind of Goldberg to me a little bit. <laughs> Steve, Steve Agee, Agee, it's our friend Steve yeah. Agee. Hello. Steve Agee, do you have any thoughts about the airport? Uh, oh my God, why do they call it flying? More like waiting to fly. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Wrong song, Jeff. <laughs> We, di- we discovered a thing at the uh, yesterday's show at this podcast festival where AG, AG does hack uh, stand-up and then Jeff just plays a music cue after each joke. And it's pretty uh, fun. Let, let, let's try it out. Let's try it out. Uh, how about this heat? Uh, I was masturbating yesterday and shot a load of sweat. <laughs> It's, it's like uh, it's like laughing. <laughs> you know, the picture is coming out of little doors in a, in a you don't know until Dan, the end that it pulls joke. out groovy. Dan, Dan, do a joke now about the, about airport security. Oh Jesus, these guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> they uh, they. Steve, you're up. So they don't serve peanuts, you know, anymore. I was on a flight and they didn't even serve food. And I, I noticed in my my seat in front of me, they didn't even have barf bags. I was like, why not the barf bags? They're like, well, we don't serve food anymore. We'll be right back. That's some heavy dancing going on over there. I, uh, I like just gentle leg kicks. Like I, I, I just, I don't know, it, was, it, was, it was a new thing I like doing. Uh, <clears throat> so, Steve, are you going to play Dungeons & Dragons with us? I'd love to try. All right. We're have, a little, you, have you ever played before? Never. Nor have I until, uh, until this campaign. Yeah, well, we've become really good at it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really, honestly, it's embarrassing to say, but the last show that we did uh, uh, where Proops came up and we played D&D again, there was, there's been a show since then, but the la- that w- we didn't play D&D in the last uh, game, right? the last show, right? I don't think so, yeah. We skipped it because uh, Spencer had, uh, he had a, 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 a beard uh, opening <laughs> <laughs> to uh, speak at. Uh, so. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. <laughs> it's a huge honor. Thank you. Thank you. A, so there was a new beard opening uh, uh, across town, and there's a, he had to uh, cut cut the ribbon uh, with uh, his beard scissors. 
it's it's something that it's something that it, it, he he thought he'd be on time because they usually go very fast because as you know the beard scissors are very sharp because they're they're not they're not used for anything but cutting ribbons. Right. They don't cut their beards with them. No, otherwise you wouldn't have a beard. Is that me? Aaron, Aaron's calling me. What? Oh, Aaron. Aaron Aaron's calling and texting, uh, wondering if her character's going to be in this game of Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. Whoa. From the sec, she called you from the second row. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's if that's an argument for turning your phone off during a show. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, but then how would we have known that Aaron wanted to be on stage? Uh, yeah. It's, what are we supposed it, to just guess that? Yeah, you, you could knock me over with a feather right now. <laughs> Our heroes had been camping in the Connie Forest. As they awoke, they realized their unicorn compatriot had vanished. Heading deeper into the forest, tensions ran high without the soothing relief of Tylenol with codeine. (laughs) In a fit of confusion and self-doubt, Sharpie left his friends and got all reflective and deep while looking into a lake. Resolving to confront his daddy issues after ending the dark influence of Admiral Darkstar, Sharpie and Quark renewed their adventurer's pact and with a new sense of confidence and purpose, plunged into the heart of the Forest of Shadows. This is very... I wish I had this in my regular life. (laughs) As I get older... I could just consult with you each day. Uh, what happened yesterday, Spencer? Dan Harmon went to the bank because he needed to get a cashier's receipt for a sex toy. Uh, a cashier's receipt? What? What are you talking about, Spencer? I don't know. I just followed. I blazed you a doobie in the parking lot. With a a beard doobie. I don't know what. Shut shut up, Dan. Just shut up, Dan Harmon. Shut up. All right, now talk. (laughs) Sorry. Really Goldbergin it up here, man. Uh, All right, so that's characters. Uh, yeah, yeah. What are the, let's get let's get our characters in hand. Uh, Dennis from Rockford, Illinois. How's it going? All right. It, are you enjoying the show? Love it. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You said your girlfriend didn't want to come with you, right? Uh, she's out of work. She couldn't afford to come. Oh, she didn't come with you to L.A. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeff. Hey, Dan, you're doing great up there, man. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Turn your fucking phone off. Hello? Uh, I put it on speaker. I thought it would get weird, like a like an infinity mirror. Let's try it. Let's just, let's, this is like, like the early days of <laughs> shit. Now Aaron's calling. Wait. Oh, sorry. I have I have Aaron on the other oh, line. Oh shit. Uh, hello, Aaron. No, this is me. Oh. Wait. Let me uh, switch over. Aaron. Hello. Yeah. Uh, can you hold on? I have Jeff on the other line. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to merge the calls. Okay. Steve, give me a call, would you? Uh, uh, hello, Aaron. Hello. Hi. How you guys doing? Are we are we, are we breaking are we podcast, podcast right <laughs> if, if Alexander Graham Bell uh, had seen this day coming. Wait, hang on, hang on. I, I got Steve Agee coming in there. Hold on a second. Hello. Hey, Jeff, what are you guys doing over there? Uh, we're, uh, we're doing the stupidest bit of all time. Oh, yeah, I can see it. Are we all on the same call? Yeah. 
Hey, guys, I have a bit for you from my uh, Evernote bit file for Harmontown. Uh, hold on a second. Did you guys know that uh, in high school, uh, famous Austrian physicist Erwin Schrodinger, uh, his, his prom date uh, uh, left with a veterinarian? <laughs> Adam, Adam, you like that? I'm just going to come on stage because my character's not that. No, that's cool. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, come on up. All right, Aaron McGathing. Wow. And Adam Goldbergian fashion, just storm the stage whenever you want, everybody. Just come on up. Yeah, and, 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 you know, we should, we should just turn this, uh, the, the show around and, and we'll be the audience. <laughs> I, I am usually the one that is the most entertained at these shows. I, sh I should be called the audience. Uh, uh, <clears throat> that worked? That was, that was bullshit, right? The, the phone thing? We tried it. It was worth a try. Yeah. Did it work? What do you mean? In this I don't know. I mean, did that pay off? Was that, was that good? I, mean, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> It was a it was a concept. I it mean, was I don't certainly think... worth trying. We yeah. don't we don't want to not go to the moon and uh, go to the moon and not have tried that. Yeah, yeah. We need to know how things work when right. we get up there. Yeah. Are <laughs> are we on one call? Can someone call you? Yeah, we might have had a tiger by the tail right there. We don't yeah. know. Um, Talk about it more. <laughs> I didn't invite you up here, cocksucker. <laughs> did you call her a cocksucker? I did. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was going to say thank you, and then I grossed myself out. One step ahead of you. <laughs> uh, the, uh, uh, yeah, Schrodinger, get it? Because uh, he's famous for... Uh, the cat. Yeah, he could have put anything in that box. You know that You know that at one point, like, some girl he liked, like, married a veterinarian or something. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to use my physics powers to hold a cat's life in, 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 in the palm of my hand for all of eternity. Cats 101. <clears throat> well, uh, do we start playing Dungeons and Dragons now? The thick, tall trees. <laughs> the thick, tall trees give way to spindly, gnarled brambles, and the packed dirt and loam of the forest fade into muddy swamps as you follow the path. Deep within Dark Star's desecration, you'd embark. That was stupid. <laughs> the, sound, the sounds of wildlife die off, and all is quiet save an occasional clacking rustle and the ripples of water lapping at rotting tree trunks. Sharpie. Yes, Quark? How are you? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's been so, a minute. socially. A couple yeah. of minutes, I mean, you know, I mean yeah, we, we, it seems like weeks since I knew what the hell was going on. Yeah. Well, when you're, when you're walking is this described, <laughs> you know, time, time can fly. Right. So I, what, what is, refresh my memory on Admiral Darkstar, would you? He, he's a, he's a, and he, Admiral Darkstar is off. And my voice trails off as uh, your Spencer's VO comes in. The corrupting influence of Admiral Darkstar and his dark cult have wrought in terrible destruction on the forest, transforming it into the forest of shadows. You hope to assault his ziggurat in hopes of dethroning him and ending his dark. Sharpie, I know, that, I know what a ziggurat is, but just for everybody else that doesn't know what a ziggurat is. <laughs> just a, refresh. A, zero, a ziggurat is a pyramidal temple used for the worship of ancient cultures. Thanks, Sharpie. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> All right, I, I examine my surroundings, Spencer. You 
see a wooden sign hanging from a blackened husk of a tree standing in the middle of the muddy path. It is adorned with a black skull and a black star. <laughs> Under the sign, you see a pile of corpses. But wait. We see the is... sign first before the corpses? <laughs> you, you love signs. Not too bothered about <laughs> I saw the sign, <laughs> and it opened up my mind. I saw the sign. Full circle. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Adam Goldberg's freaking out right now because so many dots are being connected. <laughs> a stirring comes within the corpses. Don't bully him, then. It may be a survivor. He extricates himself from the pile of corpses and stands. He's wearing plate armor and holding the golden seal of Pelor. Speak, survivor! That's you. That's me. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> hey, I'm Marcus Goldberg. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm Goldbright. Goldbright. <laughs> I'm a Jew. <laughs> a magical Jew. I'm a human Jew. <laughs> Please help me. I mean, don't help me with being Jewish. I mean, just, I'm laying in a pile of corpses. Help me. Do you want us to sit shiv? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Jewish reference. Oh, it's Morris, not Marcus. Morris Goldbright. <laughs> Morris Goldbright. Surely, new friend, I lift him with my great strength. And I, I hug him. I'm lifting him. You hug him successfully. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> What's with your overzealous friend here, fellas? <laughs> You're asking me? <laughs> uh, have you uh, seen Admiral Darkstar or any of his minions? Uh, yeah, they're, they're the ones that caused all this bullshit that I'm laying here in. <laughs> How is it my friend uh, Morris Gold Goldbright? Yep. How is, it yes. that, how is it that you are the lone survivor of this travesty? I'm a coward and I <laughs> hid beneath the bodies for safety. <laughs> I took Allen. my best friend and laid his corpse over me. <laughs> Who's well, laughing now? The sole survivor. Well, it was cowardly of you to do that, but so brave to, to tell us. Surely you would like to join us in avenging the death of your friends. Uh, I'll stand behind you, of course. <laughs> yes, I would like to help avenge. <laughs> We're going to get so many letters from synagogues. <laughs> Mr. Harmon, uh, could, could, your, could your cowardly Jewish character uh, have, have, have participated a little? Yeah, whatever. He, no, maybe he redeems himself. Yeah, well, we don't know. I'm just, I'm just keeping my eye on that as a, as a you know, a potential uh, special interest group disaster. <laughs> I, I, but you know, there's, you notice there's been no black people in this adventure. So, by the way, that's I, your I, own perception. I never mentioned race. Yeah. If you read into that, that's not me. <laughs> that's the weirdest applause ever. Dungeon snap. <laughs> Well, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I guess my, I, my character is male, and I've always thought of him as uh, black. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's. It sounds see, like uh, a bit. It's not a bit. This stuff wouldn't come to light if I didn't bring it up. But then I get crucified. That's by the story way, of my life. By I'm the way, hero. I thought this said level two hymen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but it doesn't. <laughs> it's so much less breakable than a level one. Hymen. <laughs> <laughs> 
level two hymen. <laughs> True story. I still have my hymen. Did you know that? Yeah, I know. It's armor class. Is, uh, <laughs> it's uh, impenetrable. Like weird, my uh, vorpal dick can't even get through it. Stick <laughs> <laughs> is a button. That's, a, that's not. I was yes anding in a way that wasn't an insult. I'm kidding. It's 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 like a horse was a log, and then that log was blessed by God. That's dancing. I'm sorry. I examined the paths around us. <laughs> Past the blackened tree, you see a ma- massive construction of sticks, mud, and bones, with a gated graveyard to the south. This is Dark Star Ziggurat. <laughs> Past the wrought iron fence of the graveyard, you see figures cloaked in black, digging with shovels and hauling corpses. You see an ornate wooden door entering into the ziggurat. Past the north wall, you see the glow of perhaps a fire. Ziggurat? <laughs> uh, we're, we're out of their uh, vision cones. Yeah, you're like be- peering behind this tree. You're pretty far off. They haven't noticed you. All right, um, They're inside a fenced area. I know this isn't in my nature, but I'm recommending we hide. <laughs> you always recommend that. Oh, all right. Thank you. I second that. <laughs> I know where there's a pile of corpses we can hide under, you guys. <laughs> Morris. Morris Goldbright. Dress yourself in corpses and move slowly closer to it so they won't know what it is. Go, go hide yourself in a, in a pile of corpses and, and examine the gate. All right. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, you know... When, when yes, you, and... When, when you, it's, like when, it's like when you dress like a bush and you slowly move closer to something. Right, but you want it to be... And del- it's a cemetery, so... Yeah, I had to say, oh, yeah, it's, a pile of, it's a pile of bodies. They won't think anything about it. But the dead bodies will be moving. If yeah, but no, but only when they're not looking. Yeah. Wait, it's, does he have super strength? Uh, he can just, he's lift Wait, up. Why don't you do this? Okay. I, I, I clad myself uh, uh, with all of the corpses and, and, and slowly, <laughs> in a red light, green light fashion, move uh, a camouflage towards the gate of the cemetery. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I want to get a closer look. You hide yourself into the pile of bodies and manage to shift it ever slowly towards the gates of the cemetery. Sweet. (laughs) Approaching the front gate, you notice that no one has taken notice of you. See? Guys, get over here. (laughs) I I grab some bodies and I put them on my body. And I do the same. Except I do it cooler. You manage to put one body <laughs> on top of your own but and I'm rush black. over so towards. I say this is one of those situations, like in a movie, where you know, like if we can take one of these guys out, you know, we take their robes. Am, I, clo- am I close enough to see these dark figures in robes? You can see them. They seem unusually pale and thin. <laughs> uh, can, can you? Uh, Are you? Dan, don't you have to detect evil or detect magic or some kind of thing like that? Yeah, but we know they're evil and magic. <laughs> That's metagaming. You don't know that. They could, mm-hmm. they could just be in a goth band. <laughs> uh, An alternative lifestyle. <laughs> I'm trying to look for like a charm spell or something. I, I apropos of nothing, give Quirk a, uh, a present. <laughs> what, what present? It's it's a it's a bow that is shaped like his face. I took tea, and I uh, stained fabric. Cork falls asleep. 
All right, look. You don't have any fabric. I'm sorry. These, uh, the, uh, <laughs> you can get some at the store later. Okay. The ru- the, what are these guys doing? They're digging or? They're digging and hauling corpses into the ziggurat. <laughs> are there any of them that are uh, away from the from the larger amount of them that are vulnerable to some kind of like a little ambush, a little a little subterfuge, a little a little hoke and poke? <laughs> you see one about five foot off of a hole in the fence. You might be able to dash over there and take them out before anyone notices. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to cast sleep. Is, is, is the sleep spell is that a is that a ranged thing? Can I cast sleep on yeah, somebody? Yeah, you can get up close to him and cast them. I'm gonna try to put this guy line. to sleep. Nice, nice. Thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> All right, he successfully, no, he does not successfully save, making him fall asleep. He falls asleep. Well, that was a real roller coaster ride. Because <laughs> I'm so you great. You do at not speech. have no AIDS. Uh, I, I, examine the, I examine his body. Is there anything left in or his clothing in his body? I examine that. You see a rotting belt. It doesn't seem very stylish. <laughs> Quirk throws up till he dies. <laughs> you wish. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Well, I got the robe on. I'm in disguise. Go infiltrate, Sharpie. I'm gonna infiltrate. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm I watch the behavior of my uh, my uh, cohorts. Uh, cohorts in quotes. You notice a marked difference between two types of cohorts. Mm. One moves stiffly, slowly unnoticing of others. The other seemed pretty normal, hauling corpses into the ziggurat and looking about like regular people. We got some Walking Dead shit going on here. Yeah? I, I say to myself. <laughs> Not I, knowing what Walking Dead I shit emulate is. the movements of the uh, stiff, uh, stiff ones. <laughs> you successfully emulate the movements. You walk among the walkers. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> Look, get... Looking good, Sherby. <laughs> Sherby, I'm sorry. I mean, Sherby, get up to that ziggurat, and word you approach the door of the ziggurat. It is open. All right, I uh, open the door to the ziggurat. It's already open. <laughs> you peer inside the ziggurat and see a large stone entry hall. Several coat racks stand in the hall. I know that's a trick. I'm supposed to hang up the robe, but that's my disguise. Uh, Holding several black cloaks. Ooh, Can I, I'm going to grab a couple of them. Yeah, bring them to us. Yeah, grab three. Let's say, let's say there, three. There is a cultist in the room watching. Do you do you try to do this sneakily, or do you just like do it uh, while looking directly he's, at him? He's he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's he's really eyeballing me. He he hasn't taken much notice of you, but perhaps if you took a few cloaks, he might. Uh, you think to yourself. Sharpie, bring Morris uh, Albright, Goldbright in and, and tell him that he's here to pick up the dry cleaning. Tell me. Tell me. T- <laughs> I'm going to try to cast Charm uh, Person on him. Okay. You cast Charm Person. He regards you with high interest as if you were a trusted friend or ally. Uh, How are you doing? <laughs> How can I help you? Uh, need cloaks. Well, there's tons of cloaks. You should grab several. Ah, ah, just three is fine. Are you thirsty? Huh? Would you Would you like a drink? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> he procures three cloaks and a drink and puts them in a bag for you. Huh? Thank you. Uh, how's Tracy? 
like, I'm so glad you remembered. This is why we're close friends. <laughs> She's doing well, as am I. Uh, all right, well, uh, uh, same shit, different day. Uh, uh, uh. You know that Admiral Darkstar always creating undead and taking power naps. <laughs> Uh, catch you on the flip-flop. Have a good time. I, I stiffly exit the ziggurat and go back to my real compatriots, not in quotes. You managed to do this with while escaping notice. Who's impressed now? That was pretty good. Yeah. Good. good. Thank you. Nice to see you be brave. Well, you know. What took you so long? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Mar- Mars Gulbright's sinuses are really acting up. Uh, it's cold out here, you know. Uh, Mars, can you stop eating my bagels? I'm an indoor person. <laughs> I teach these guys how to walk uh, stiffly in a hilarious Shaun of the Dead uh, <laughs> montage. You think you managed to communicate the proper manner in which to walk. And that's how you do it. Yeah. Where should we go now? Into the cigarette. We enter the cigarette. Donning the cloaks that Sharpie has brought and adopting the mannerisms of the dead, you manage to waltz right in past all the undead and guards. You're going to see a guy in the entryway. It's cool. He's with me. I examine the cigarette. (laughs) It's the outside or the inside? Inside. You are in the entry hall. Blue candles line the walls in sconces. There are... Three doors, one on each wall of the squared room. Oh, and the door you came in. Four doors. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Triangles are square. Wait, what? There's there's three other doors. Three doors. One. There are three other doors against the wall. All right. Uh, eeny, I, eeny meeny. I approach the door on the far left. You approach the door on the far left. <laughs> <laughs> I watch you approach the door on the far left. You witness the approaching of the door. I examine his witness. The examination of the witness. I write down a journal entry about what it was like to approach the door. The journal entry is enthralling. I I tremble. The tremble is pitiable. I try to open the door. Do you want to hear? Do you want to listen at the door, perhaps? (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, 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 go, go. Couple you, little tool you open tips the door still coming up. holding, wearing the cloak. You can, I, no, I listen, I listen. Thank you. You listen to the sounds of people murmuring and sitting. You hear their seats. <laughs> I hear people sitting? You, you hear. Using your half-elf ears, you hear the sitting of the people in the room. Uh, just so I know for reference, Spencer, what does sitting sound like? If you could just do it with your mouth. Yeah, like hold the, on. Let me... All right. <laughs> I was it. holding the, the mic near my butt for the pod last week. So. <laughs> Everyone, people are talking in there quietly and sitting. Oh, I, I vote for that. <laughs> I'm so tired. I, I, I'd love a seat. <laughs> You know what, Morris? I, had, I still feel like something's going to really pay off. I think you're going to save the day somehow. He, he better, I'm telling we'll you. See. We're going to get sued. <laughs> oh, that's another stereotype, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just making it worse. 
We're going to get Molotov cocktailed. I, I, I examine the door in the middle. You hear the sounds of dull scraping as if someone something is being drug across a stone floor. I don't like Yucky. that shit. Don't open. Well, what are we hoping to hear? Happy birthday? We're we looking for the door. Where is it? I, I, I listen to the third door on the right. You hear silence. Hmm. Well, right. that's a start. <laughs> I open the third door. The, the silent one? Yeah. Okay. The walls are draped in black wall hangings, and rows of pews made of red stained wood sit empty, facing an obsidian podium. Doubtless the cultists listen to many a mad raving or dazzling lecture in this room. A, gar- a large golden statue stands well behind the podium. Booyah. It's a human in plate mail wielding a black sword, but the statue is missing its head. You don't know what statement the sculptor was trying to make. <laughs> <laughs> Morris, you're a bit of an art critic, uh, an art fan. Does this speak to you at all, the statue? Well, I, I'm a human. I, I recognize <laughs> it's one of my kind. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like the fact that he's missing a head. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, walk to the statue and examine it. <laughs> it is a large, nine foot tall statue. You can't see on top of its head nine because feet it tall? doesn't have one. Yeah. Nine hey, feet tall. Quark, crawl up there. See if there's like a button where its head should be. Or I crawl on uh, Sharpie's shoulders to examine the top of the statue. You can see like a setting as if something is supposed to fit in there. Mm-hmm. Zip. Uh, like a dick, right? Gentlemen. There's a door on the other side of the room. Ooh. I uh, examine the door. It is made of wood. You do not approve of its design. <laughs> Yeah. Fellas, nope. <laughs> yeah, it's like that shitty belt I saw earlier. <laughs> uh, well, I, I examined the uh, the fitting. What, Tackiest what, ziggurat ever. What, what, what does the fitting look like in the uh, in the head? It looks circular with a round with a square peg. Circular, circular with a square, square peg. peg. <laughs> Wait, is it a button or is it, it has a square peg in it? It's it's a circular divot with a square peg protruding. The, guys, oh, so. guys, all we got to do is find a head with a, a peg sticking out of the neck. Thanks, Morris. Thank you. The, <laughs> oh yes, we, we have to we have to affix the head like a Lego piece and get yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, uh, we got to go find that head. It's got to be on the other side of this wooden door that you hate. <laughs> guys, I hate this door. But can we go through it? Let's listen at it. Don't forget what we've learned about doors. Right. <laughs> we listen at the door behind the statue. Standing at the door, you can't help but shake the, the perceptible smell of foul, rotting decay. You hear the same scraping sounds as if something is being dragged across a stone floor. Spencer, oh. this is getting really scary. That, that, adjo- that adjoins to that middle room with the scraping and the dragging. Hmm. Spencer, do I have any arrows? You got, you got, uh, you should have 12 arrows left. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to open the door because I have these arrows. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to open the door. You ready your arrows. Okay, I ready my arrows. And then when I open the door, I'll Morris, just, I'll Morris, just you're kind of in one arrow? movement. I'll ready my spear. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I have a spear. There you go. <laughs> and then you get ready to charge in there when you're yeah, in a yeah. berserker rage. I'm ready to go. I'm going to open the door, and in one movement, I'll be kind of behind it just because I'm the, someone's got to open the door. <laughs> a wave of noxious stench blasts through the door frame. You see an assortment of bones. It looks like a snake, but is made out of the fused rib cages of what appears to be at least 40 men. 
The head of the snake is not a snake head, but instead a golden skull of a human. We need that shit. Its eyes are set with emeralds, and around its neck hangs a golden chain with an emerald setting. Is the snake alive? Is it moving? It is moving about the floor, creating a loud grating sound. I attack the snake with my uh, my sword. (laughs) Drawing your sword and lunging at the snake, you strike at its back. (laughs) Oh, no! Everything's ruined. (laughs) You strike the back of the snake. Your sword rings against its bone thing. You strike a crack. It takes uh, 11 damage. Is that good? That's pretty good. All right. I, I, shoot, I shoot an arrow at the... It's like a golf tournament. Uh, Jeff Davis has swung at the human centipede monster. Uh, 11 points. What did he take? Like a seven sword? Or what, what was that, an eight? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's that? What, what, what sword do you think he used on that one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> Ew. 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 I get out from behind the door so I can get into this melee with uh, some of my trademark spells like Ray of Frost, Magic Missile, and the like. You head into the door as Mulrane is knocking an arrow. She looses it. It flies past your head, directly at the snake. Sorry. You hit the snake critically. It is a critical hit. (laughs) 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 But 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 a ratings disaster. That was like Dane Cook's arrow. <laughs> uh, your arrow lodges in the neck of the snake. It hits for 14 damage. The, sna- <laughs> the snake falls apart into bone pieces. It's, Whoa! The golden skull bounces to your feet. Holy jamoli! I look to for a nod of respect. You know what, kid? You're all right. <laughs> all right. This is great. Hey, Morris, you like gold? Go grab that head. <laughs> I, I, I inspect the head with my loop. It's <laughs> terrible. Terrible. It's easily worth at least 50 platinum pieces. Let's take it, guys. Into the other room and put it on top of the statue. I, t- I take the head, jump up on Sharpie's shoulders, and place the head on top of the statue. You do that, but in the other room, you move to the other room and do that successfully. <laughs> the head fits perfectly onto the shoulders of the statue. You hear a far off grinding, and the statue slowly turns, revealing a staircase upwards. Hmm, nice. Good time to quit. <laughs> right? True. You, you want to set up camp at the base of the staircase? <laughs> <laughs> and just tell some stories? No, we'll just pause it, and then we'll, we'll, we'll pick things up from, from, from there next week. All right? Right, we'll, yeah, we'll hit a pause. Spencer, everybody. Yeah. All right. Aaron McGathy is Mulrain Sedona. Hi, I'm Jeff B. Davis from Harmontown, sitting here with uh, Spencer Crittenden. Hey, guys, we're here to talk to you about rhetoric coffee. Are you guys coffee drinkers? Are you junkies? Do you get up in the morning and you're you're just no good until you have that cup of coffee? Or do you just like to sweat a lot and get the shits? Yeah, no, that second one is definitely me. I like to sweat a lot and get the shits. Does that apply to this ad at all? (laughs) 
Uh, strangely, yes. We're talking about Rhetoric Coffee. Rhetoric Coffee doesn't just give you unwanted diarrhea. It's the best subscription service coffee you'll ever taste in your life. Rhetoric commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive has a special life and is a unique organic work of art. I, we got this flat, like bag right here. They, they, they gave us bags of coffee. I'm like... This is me crinkling a bag of rhetoric coffee. Look, I'm opening it right now. Oh my god, it smells like heaven. It's it smells like it smells like being like a like a like a angsty teen. He's Spencer is actually eating full coffee beans right now. Those are good. <laughs> oh, dear God. Those are great. Oh, somebody call the police. Not only are they fun to chew on, you could probably make coffee out of them. And you get to feel good about drinking that coffee because it's what I call ethical coffee. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists that put the art on the bag with the coffee in it that Spencer is now currently chewing. Oh, yeah. Everyone wins. <laughs> You're a fucking monster. <laughs> their relationship with their artists allows the artists to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everyone wins. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking what they are selling. They're getting high on their own supply. You know, they say not to do that, but it's also, I guess, a mark of quality in some sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to go to a drug dealer that doesn't get high on his own supply. That makes me feel like he doesn't believe in the product. It might not be good business sense, but it's definitely, you know, a good product. Yeah. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com and sign up now and use the promo code FERAL, F-E-R-A-L, for a 30% off discount. <laughs> go to FERAL. F-E-R-A-L, for 30% off. Your first roast. You, ne you never forget your first roast, Spencer. I, I never will. The first roast is the deepest. That's R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C coffee.com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Coffee so good, you can chew it. Hey, usually, hey Zach. Usually that clock is lit up. What, what what are we looking at? What have we done here tonight? What's the damage? So uh, yeah, we're, we're 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 we've entered that 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 portion of our show where we're forever in search of uh, of, of an ending. <laughs> hmm. What do we got here? I didn't tell. I, 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 I said this yesterday, but there's only one guy that was here yesterday. So I was in Asheville, North Carolina, for this very awkward wedding. And I don't want to say awkward wedding and have in case uh, the uh, bride or groom are listening. Aaron's little brother Michael is a delightful little guy, uh, and uh, his lovely wife Bonnie. Congratulations to them. Uh, I, I think because of uh, lack of resources and uh, busy schedules and things, they uh, they they put their wedding in the in the hands of. Uh, of, of, of what I, I really I have no problem characterizing as an evil southern family <laughs> uh, just fa fa family that's like friends of the of the of the bride but they're like not related biologically to anybody but there were more of them at the wedding than anybody else and they had it was like Dallas like they owned everything and they hated everyone and they were just there to like watch the wedding disappoint them uh, it was it was it was a really really weird experience they, they they also like hosted the wedding rehearsal dinner at their house but they all ate inside uh, and it was very cold out and they built a fire for us like cavemen like and we were just welcome they just you're welcome to be out there and just the cool coolers full of beer and 
Like we were just these weird Visigoths like camping outside their house and they invited us in for one game. Uh, uh, they, they had researched, they probably Googled weddings or something and they, they invited us in for, for into the, into the, into the indoors, uh, for a, for a wedding game where uh, the bride and groom had to sit back to back and remove uh, one shoe each. And they, so they're each holding a shoe and sitting back to back. And then ever, all the guests had written questions on an index card, uh, like, uh, who's going who's gonna to clean the toilets? And then they, they each hold up one of the shoes, uh, either theirs or the spouse's. Dumb. <laughs> Just dumb. You know, these wedding games are dumb. There's some, there's some fucked up wedding games. Have you ever gone to a reception? I went to a wedding in Milwaukee where they played this wedding game where the groom was blindfolded and the bridesmaids were all lined up with, with the bride sitting in chairs and he had to try to guess which woman was his by feeling their legs. That's a recipe for success. <laughs> it felt very Japanese. Uh, I was, uh, are we are we in Tokyo? Was, was, like, uh, was he able Are we going to gonna start drinking pee in a minute? Uh, ima- imagine a wedding. I, I kept thinking uh, when I was at the wedding reception because it was very it was very there was no music and it was just kind of fluorescent lit and uh, uh, it was very fast and furious and uh, um, it, it, like there was a guy that introduced the uh, bride and groom at the reception. He was and, and, and he, he went like, all right. Uh, here they are, uh, the bride and groom. <laughs> it was like it was like we were all hostages. Uh, it was so weird. I, I kept expecting. I was thinking like like this would be a great cold open of a pilot. Uh, if you were like show, you're at a wedding reception and there's something just off about it and you don't know what it is, and then someone would run in and go, "The perimeter's breached. <laughs> there's walkers and the trip wires, you know." And then everyone would run over to a table full of guns and like suit up. Like it's like turns out it's twenty thirty eight. And, you know, we're in a free fire zone, and we were we were witnessing a a, a brief, futile attempt to emulate a, a, a golden age society. Uh, everyone's actually just space marines. Um, Wait, would you do you want to get married? Yeah. You, uh, what would you, what would your ideal wedding be like? Uh, can you can you can you envision that? Uh, you know, it'll it'll have a, a, a probably a Raiders of the Lost Ark theme. I think. <laughs> Um, oh, that'd be awesome. You know, so, uh, <laughs> where the audience, the, the guests will be invited to help me find a, a new way of life together. Uh, that has been, uh, that, 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 that the Nazis are also trying to get to. You know, and if, if, if they play their cards right, you know, by the end of it, it's like, thank you. Uh, you know, my wife and I, thank you so much for helping. Thank God the Nazis didn't uh, get married instead. Which, which character would be the, uh, the minister or the, the officiant? Uh, Belloc. Belloc? Uh, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, because, well, because he's not so different, you and I. <laughs> you know, like he would, he, that's how he would start it. He'd go, we're not so different, you and I, Dan Harmon. Uh, uh, you know, we're not men of God, but uh, uh, we're, 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 we believe in uh, value, our, uh, artifacts. And I, I would go, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I would have an arc to my wedding. Like, I, I, I would, I would want to be a protagonist. Would be I, I would learn comedy? how to get married. I would, I, would, I would start by going like, ah, this is bullshit, you know. Uh, all I need is my blaster on my side. Uh, I don't believe in no force. So you, you're just going to be all Harrison Ford movies. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then the third act, I just kick someone off my plane. Uh, uh, I believe in the force now. 
Belloc. Yeah, it would be a Harrison Ford wedding. Would you get a bullet in the brain and forget how to love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the second act. Ritz. A one-armed man would come in and kill your wife as soon as you were married. I didn't kill my wife. In all seriousness, I would like I, I would like to have like something to the ceremony where, where so you know they say speak now or forever yeah, they do that business like it's it's a, become a joke now but it would be nice to have somebody come in that was like a you know just like dressed like a you know as a purple monster or something and go like I don't want this wedding to happen I'm lack of love lack of love get out of here I'm gonna marry this woman not if I have anything to do with it oh, and then you wrestle in the aisle and. <laughs> Okay, that would be cool. So, uh, so, so what you're saying is you're never going to get married. <laughs> I just need to find a woman who's willing to uh, have her brother dress like a purple monster. <laughs> AG, uh, do you envision yourself being married at any point? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Are, are, are you a romantic fellow? Nope. <laughs> you're not, you, you don't think you're, of yourself as romantic? Yeah, I just want it for the tax benefits. <laughs> picture ourselves dying either but we know it's gonna happen <laughs> it just happens wow everybody gets married no they don't yeah eventually babies don't get married <laughs> sometimes they die sometimes a baby dies without ever knowing what love is oh I'm lying yeah, yeah. it's truth <laughs> cemeteries are full of unmarried dead babies <laughs> it's true I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I once again, I'm. I'm I don't gonna, approve of this. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, but yeah, they should have thought about that. I, uh, well, I, I brought this up for some reason. I can't remember what it was. Uh, uh, we went on a ghost tour. What the what the fuck? Why did I? Why did I? Why did I, why did I bring this up? Why did I bring this up? We were in North Carolina. We were there for the wedding. Fucking A. I'm so sorry. You went on a ghost tour. You didn't, you didn't tell me about it. Well, we went on a ghost tour. We went on a, yeah, we went, on, we went on a walking ghost tour was of Asheville. Was it a Asheville. ghost adventure? It was a, it was a ghost adventure, yeah. It was a, like a, like, yeah, it was like a ghost hunter were thing. Were there two guys with tribal tattoos next to you that yelled? No, it was, just, it was just this hippie lady with, who wore socks and sandals and, uh, and a windbreaker. Was outside? Yeah. She just, well, because they don't have any money, so you're just walking around. She's just pointing at buildings. And then everyone's around, somebody goes, get out of here. And she's like, oh, I don't know what his problem is. Like, well, is that, you know, you're, you keep pointing at his church and telling people that someone got murdered there. Like, Beat it. <laughs> get a job, you hippie. She should say that those guys are ghosts. <laughs> she, <laughs> this she house did, is haunted by a guy that hates you on his property. She did try to characterize that and, all, and, and other things as paranormal. Like we walked past a, a place and she's like, the, "Every every business that opens here goes away within two weeks." I'm like, "Yeah, there's no parking. It's a <laughs> it's a terrible location. Uh, <laughs> it's we're, just, we're in a recession. It's not a ghost story. It's ghost just, hunters traipsing through your property." <laughs> Like the ghost of our economy is is haunting. Of it. Oh, Rana, it's still trickling down from the Reagan days. Uh, she, uh, uh, yeah, she gave Aaron a uh, 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 an actual like meter, like an ele- and said these these detect ghosts, um, uh, also electricity yeah. uh, and water uh, and uh, temperature variation. So you know, use your own discretion. Uh, they, it really is just like a random. <laughs> you're just next to a building. And, beep, 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 
I got a, I got a ghost building, power line, fire hydrant, or sidewalk here. <laughs> uh, so that was her tool. But she looked the most like a Ghostbuster holding that thing, because at least it was beeping and lighting up. I got a uh, thermometer. <laughs> One of those laser thermometers, right. and I, I said to her, like, like she gave it to me. She's like, like, temperature variations can't, you know, like when there's ghosts, like it can be very cold and all this stuff. So a thermometer can actually be a valuable thing, and I, I, I'm, I'm down with that. And I, 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 I'd never had one of these laser thermometers, and I, I pointed it across the street. I was like, hey, how do these things work anyway? Like, 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 how do they, how do they? I don't mean how do they detect ghosts. I mean how do they, how do they read temperature like from across the street? That's really, that's really wild. She's like, you know what? I don't really know. <laughs> I thought, I thought that was uh, hilariously funny. Yeah. That's like, you're giving me a thermometer and saying you can use it to, to, to ghost. Hey, how does it work as a thermometer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a ghost in the machine. <laughs> uh, she get, Adam Goldberg clapped for that. <laughs> so you are fucked, my friend. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the, then the uh, other girl, what, what did the, what did the uh, girl that was the only person that was actually into the whole thing, what did she get? What was her tool? We both had Oh, she had another ghost meter. The girls got ghost meters. It was two couples. It's two couples, and uh, so it's me. And this. I, I I got a thermometer, and then the 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 remaining guy, this poor fucker, he got dowsing rods. He got two sticks that move together if there's a ghost or water uh, or for electricity around. Uh, pretty or until fun. they and got he too was, heavy he like, for him to hold anymore. He was like he was like I, using them. I'm gonna guess that because you didn't open the, uh, this show with the story, I'm gonna guess you didn't see any ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> we did not. She got, she encouraged us to take a lot of pictures, and then and then if, well, you know you you take pictures of high ghost areas, and then you look at them, and then you see like a blob on the thing, and you go, oh, it was a ghost. Orbs. Yeah, orbs, orbs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I used to be a ghost hunter. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, yeah, I've and then she would, and then she would just go. Obviously, this tour was designed in an age before Google, because she would walk past the building and go, "Yeah, thirteen people jumped off of that building during the depression," and you just like pull up your phone and go, "Like, no, <laughs> no one ever jumped off that building. You're a ridiculous person." <laughs> now, uh, are you guys familiar with the show Ghost Adventures and Zach Bagans, its host? Do you guys, anyone, right applause? <laughs> I tweeted Zach Baggins before I went on this right. ghost adventure for advice, and he said, don't fart. It's like spraying off in the jungle. I guess ghosts hate farts is what he was saying. Is that why he doesn't see any ghosts on his show? Is <laughs> constantly going to Arby's before... A, a ghost adventure. <laughs> that show is so fucking ridiculous. I love it. We, we got, gotta, we gotta, yeah, we gotta get back on the ghost adventures. Can we get, get Baggins on the show? Can he of come course, on the show? No, he'd never do that. Right. He's a ghost hunter. Of course, Dan, we can get him on the show. Dan, t- tell him, uh, tell him there's a ghost at Nerd Melt. Uh, t- tell him, tell him, tell him, uh, co- comedy dies here every night. <laughs> They, they say you can still hear Dana Gould's uh, set uh, howling on the old number nine. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, what was I? I, I, I honestly, I really don't. Uh, I really don't remember why I brought up North Carolina. It was an it was an awkward wedding reception. The Jackson family, if you're listening, you can go fuck yourselves. 
just bad people. They're just, just, just like don't, don't ever. The the next the next person that has a wedding rehearsal dinner, uh, they uh, they they're gonna they're gonna be so confused by how many questions I have before I show up. I'm gonna be like, are you sure it's okay if I come? Like, am I welcome? Like, cause I've never, I've never felt so unwelcome in a wedding, uh, rehearsal in my life. Oh, the, the stupid wedding game where they're holding up the shoes. Everyone has to write down a thing on an index card and ask a question. I, I, I wrote three drafts of my question. I thought very hard about it. You know, it's like every, the question is supposed to be like, uh, who's gonna be the first to fart in bed? Who's gonna clean the toilets? Uh, oh, who's gonna, who's gonna, who's gonna do, uh, file the taxes? And I, I, I wrote, it is the year 2038. <laughs> Nuclear Armageddon has occurred. Uh, there the are bands of mutant raiders are uh, encroaching on your territory to take your last can of beans. W- which of the two of you is most likely to be the first to use lethal force uh, wow. to to protect your, your resources? Uh, and and they didn't. They they just like I uh, they just, I think they saw the question and they didn't they didn't they just they, what's this a novel? And it's like, they didn't ask it. I didn't want them to. Fuck them. They would have butchered it. <laughs> I, 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 you know, Aaron went out and grabbed the question and, and, and shared it with uh, her brother. And he's like, that, now there's a question. I've been answering about farts all night, holding up a shoe. I feel like an idiot. Uh, there's a good question. Thank you, Michael McGathy. I agree. I should be a writer. Uh, everybody dresses Jareth for Halloween from Labyrinth. Right, do you know about this? Uh, uh, Dan and Aaron and I were all dressing as uh, Jareth from Labyrinth, David Bowie's character. We encourage everybody to come. What, what's our show near Halloween? 29th? We have, we have uh, two shows in the proximity of Halloween. We have, we have a show on the 22nd of October. That's next week. And then we have a show on the 29th. So, uh, 29th. So we say the 29th, 29th uh, is going to be our Halloween Harmontown. We, we encourage you to come as, uh, as Jareth, David Bowie's character from Labyrinth. And then... Uh, all, all the Jarrets, we're all going to go take over some bar. We're all going to go somewhere. We'll figure it out. And I want 900 Jarrets to walk into a bar. And we're going we're gonna, to we're, we're gonna sing uh, Dance Muppet Dance. What's the... Dance magic dance. Dance magic dance. <laughs> it's a Halloween Jarrett. <laughs> I want to dress like Jarrett for Halloween. <laughs> yes, it's a pretty good Bowie. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Now, can, can you do early Bowie? It's like better that? than Sean Connery. <laughs> Most things down here don't react well to bullets. <laughs> Sean Connery, Bowie. I Netflix the gray just because of your uh, <laughs> impression of Liam Neeson. They don't care about Netflix. <laughs> They're not herbivores. <laughs> They don't. They don't stream direct to video. They don't see proceeds from video on demand. It's only available for a limited window. That the Writers Guild agreed to. They don't get residuals. They just want to eat you. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's figure out how to end this thing. Yeah. Quick improv scene. Uh, I'm coming to your um, store. Steve Agee has a uh, what kind of store? It's uh, I heard pickles. <laughs> pickle store. Pickle store. Pickle and store. 
Uh, I, uh, and Dan, I, just so you know, I have my finger on the play button for Xanadu. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's ready to go. But but I, I honestly, I can tell the difference between a pity laugh where you're just like, I want to go home, so I'm going to pretend like that was funny enough to close the show. I'm not going to, I won't do it. The more you do that, the more I'll punish you. You'll be here, you'll be here all night. I'm, I, I, we, we will close the show on a genuine, sincere, joyous eruption and, and nothing more. <laughs> nothing less, sorry. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Steve Agee has a pickle store, pickle and uh, uh, I am a uh, uh, from a uh, I am a I am a f- uh, f- uh, I am a uh, uh, I'm an Amish farmer. Amish I farmer. He farms Amish people. All right. Is this, uh... Pickles. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Pickles. <laughs> uh, I, I noticed you spelled it P-I-K-K-Y-L-Z exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah, my, my father started the business and he was a halfwit. <laughs> oh, so it's not just, uh, it's not charming. It's, uh, he's, he's just dumb. It's just stupid. Well, I'll, I guess I'll take two standard dills, uh, a, uh... Uh, a, a sweet basket. Uh, and uh, can I get a jar of relish? Just then, the owner of Pickles, the old, the old man who created the store, Adam Goldberg, enters the Pickles store. <laughs> Why? We got a customer! <laughs> oh, fuck. Hey, Dad. Hey, relish man, here for your relish? Dad, he wants a, a, a relish basket. Oh, just one? Upsell him. Upsell him. We only get like five customers a week. I can I can hear you. I know. Well, can he hear me? Yeah, you can see you too, Dad. There are a lot of... Did he, did he make fun of the sign? He wasn't impressed with the sign, you, Did you tell him why the sign... Did you call me uh, a... Half-wit, yeah. I am a three-quarter wit. <laughs> He's a three-quarter wit. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in the room, uh, and, and I won't be upsold. I, I, I heard you say upsell him. I, 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 I came here for pickles. I feel like well, I have got a lot... We can we get we uh the two dills you said was it? Yeah, I'm already ordering a shitload of pickles. That is, that, that is a shitload. That yeah. is. Can't so, do, uh, have you joined the membership club? We send out we send out. Oh, yeah, well, uh, I don't want to get any junk mail. You... It's it's mostly recipes and it's mostly the same recipes. Like Freeze. how to how things, to turn a cucumber. Things into take a decidedly romantic turn somehow. <laughs> There's a membership has its benefits. <laughs> Uh, All right, all right. Adam Goldberg closes his second episode of Harmontown. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Goldberg. (laughs) Spencer Crittenden. Steve Agee, everybody. Spencer Crittenden. Also, I want to thank Katie Levine, our audio recording, Zach McKeever, Tech, Emily Gordon, producer, Daniel Kramer, program director, Justin Marshall, pro, uh, podcast producer, Mo Fafflebab, on-site director, Jeff Davis, our artist, and Sharuz Shackett, our website, website designer. One more time for Steve Agee, everybody. I've been Jeff Davis. Dan Harmon, your mayor, everyone. God bless you. Thank you very much for coming. We'll see you next week.
of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. <laughs> 